The feels like today was 94 degrees. Matt LaFleur felt like having his longest practice of camp so far. It feels like Matt LaFleur and I need to have some words. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews, where I'm your host, John Del Rey. Now, if you notice, today may be a little bit different. That's because it's a little later in the afternoon, because it's take two of this video, because I recorded a whole one, and then the wind picked up, and the audio was garbage. So, now I move to a vacant little spot, since it's later in the day, here in Lambo. The only thing is, now you got to see me hold my mic, because, like, there's a lot of stuff going around around me. Like that. So... Today, we're talking practice number six of, to the public, overall practice number seven for the Green Bay Packers in the 2023 training camp. And this was a very up and down practice. And I know I say that a lot, but that's just the truth of this young team. Ultimately, there were some good plays, but there were also definitely some struggle bus style plays as well. And like I said in the intro, today was warm. I mean, toasty. A lot of the players you could tell were very, very warm. Offensive line coach Luke Butkus, even, he normally wears something long sleeve. Like, he's a bigger dude. Normally wears something long sleeve. Today he was wearing a hoodie for reasons I'm not sure I'll ever understand. And then by the end of practice, it was a wet towel. Like, let's just be honest. That, like, there was just so much humidity in the air for these players today. But I'm going to take you through all of the major topics of the day as well as round it out with your requests as to what you have been asking me to look for. So, first and foremost, the injuries of the day. Obviously, Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes, they're both out. Grant Dubose still out with his back injury. But today, I did see him doing more working out than I had seen as of recent. So, maybe a return is close. There was a new injury as well, Josiah Duguara out with a calf injury, which you hope certainly isn't serious. Jake Hansen continued to be out with his elbow injury. Uh, there was a transaction, and I'm going to allude to it here. Yesterday, Ladarius Hamilton was released from the Packers, and instead they picked up an inside linebacker whose last name is Mosby. I did not see him at all on the field today. Who knows if that's injury, travel-related. Maybe he was there and I just missed him. Either way, didn't see him at all today. And then Dave Bakhtiari had a scheduled off day today. And Dontavian Wicks. The fifth-round pick out of Virginia is back after suffering a concussion at the first day of camp. So that takes us into the starting lineups of the day. And look, with David Bakhtiari out, that makes the starting lineup for the offensive line a little easier to predict because ultimately the, the big headline from the other day was that Josh Myers has been benched for Zach Tom. When That's not really what happened. Like, Yes, Zach Tom did take a bunch of snaps with the first-team offensive center, as did Josh Myers. I think what we can say now, rather than saying anything exclamatory like a benching, is there appears to be a center competition as the Packers try to five find the most cohesive five across the offensive line. So with Dave Bakhtiari out, frankly, it makes it pretty easy. Yash Nyman at left tackle, Elton Jenkins at left guard, Josh Myers at center, John Runyon Jr. at right guard, and Zach Tom at right tackle. They were joined by, of course, Love, Aaron Jones, Musgrave at tight end. But rather than uh, Kraft filling in for Deguara, it was Tyler Davis. Tyler Davis today, I got to commend him, had some really nice run blocks throughout the course of the day. His blocking may very well be improving. Wide receivers first up, of course, were Watson and Dobbs. On the defensive side of the ball, there were a couple notable things here on the defensive line. It was Clark, Wyatt, and Slayton. 
Okay, as expected. Campbell and Quay at inside linebacker, and on the edges was Preston and Justin Hollins. Obviously, Hollins' day to go with the ones, but the secondary... Mm-hmm, a little dose of intrigue for you. Jair and Douglas were the starting corners today. Savage was a starting safety today, but the other starting safety with the ones for most of the reps today happened to be number 34, Jonathan Owens. Yeah, that's a little different. It's been Rudy Ford every day up to this point. So Owens with the ones today. Now, in conjunction, the twos for the defense today, which I found equally as interesting, was LVN, Wooden, Brooks, and Agbare. Not surprising. Carpenter at inside linebacker, along with Jimmy Phillips, as well as Eric Wilson, was kind of mixed in there, too. And then the secondary, Valentine and Ballantyne were the corners. And then Moore and Ford at safety with what is probably the two-unit. Players of the day overall would be Sean Ryan. I'll get to why in just a little bit. Romeo Dobbs had a very diverse day, I would say. And then Carl Brooks, who made a number of strong uh, pressures, disruptions in the depth string two-minute drills. Now, moving on to the next point, Anders Carlson, rookie kicker out of Auburn. Been a little inconsistent as of late. I think that's quite easy to say. Two for seven or something like that the other day. Maybe two for eight is where we wound up. And then another rough day, five of eight the other day. Well, today, he's back at least better to where he looked like at the first part of camp. It, totality, four of six today. Also, I know that there's been massive discussion. I wasn't expecting this about who's been the holder on all of these field goal attempts. So I wrote that down for you today as well. On a 40-yard attempt, it was a miss. His first attempt of the day was a miss from 40. Miss Pat O'Donnell. From 42, it was good with Waylon as the holder. From 45, it was good with O'Donnell as the holder. For the second set of field goals, because they do these in sets throughout practice, first one, three kicks, second one, three kicks. From 47, it was a miss, and I believe Whalen was the holder on that, although I'm not going to lie, I didn't exactly get a good vision. From 48, he was good with O'Donnell holding, and then from 54, he was good with Whalen holding, and I'm not just talking good, I'm talking like he could have kicked it from 64, and it would have been good. He had plenty of oomph on that thing. like. Plenty. So um, you want to know why they drafted him? You want to know why they want to stick with him? That, that right there. Uh, that was an impressive kick. In terms of the punting competition, I think Pat O'Donnell might have been reading some headlines as of late because he brought his power today. Yeah, Pat, Pat O'Donnell displaying more power with his leg than we've seen at all up to this point in camp. And Maybe Waylon and he were more tied in terms of power today, even though we know Waylon probably has the bigger leg. But I will say this, a very interesting note. In terms of coffin corner punting, you know, that old school where you try to get it in the corner of the field so it just ricochets right out of bounds? Waylon's punts, when he attempted to do that, would still come straight down, like a very catchable ball, like a traditional punt. O'Donnell's, on the other hand, would come down like a knuckleball. They would flutter on their way down, which is much more desirable. I'm not saying that's the end-all be-all. I'm just saying it is a factor in these conversations as to who's the top punter on the roster. Now, moving on to the plays of the day. One of them goes to Alex Magoo, who found Malik Heath in spite of pressure, found Malik Heath on about a 15-yard slant. This was a throw that was on the money. In addition, Tyler Goodson, during one of the two-minute drills, had a 39-yard touchdown run where his speed was on full display, no doubt about it. Uh, Dobbs had a very nice end around. I said he had a very diverse day, and I meant it. 
Very nice end around for Romeo Dobbs. And then I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but Jordan Love had a fourth down, first down scramble, meaning it was fourth down in a two-minute scenario, and he scrambled. Like, this was not a planned run. Scrambled for a first down. Hello to you, too. Now, in terms of Jordan Love, he continues to pull it down and run. That's not a bad thing at all, really. It's a new element to the Packer offense. And I don't feel he's doing it too often earlier. I know I mentioned it day by day, but I hope you don't get the vibe as though he's doing it all the time. I think he's doing it at the right times a lot. He's been under pressure a lot. And, and I think he's doing it at the right times. But ultimately, this was an up and down day. Receivers just weren't getting that open today. He had a couple of very nice throws that wound up being incomplete. I'll talk about Wanda Watson on a deep ball in just a little bit. And I would say, too, this just wasn't as active today. I just felt overall as though there wasn't as much offense versus defense today. They did um, punt competition for a while. They did punt returns for a while. Sure, there still was all this stuff present, but just, I don't know, wasn't as notable of a day as normal for the quarterbacks, at least from my eye. Uh, so kind of tough to assess him there in terms of who is probably the second quarterback today, or at least second best. I got to give that mantle to Sean Clifford today. Clifford led in the two minute or four minute drills, led two touchdown drives, which was, I mean, really impressive considering that I think they were the only touchdown drives of the entire day, but also Clifford looked in more command of the offense. that we've seen as of late, one of the drives specifically, he hit several of his receivers. Like he was spreading the ball around with a high level of competency. So kudos to Sean Clifford, who realistically, I think, got the most snaps today as the number two quarterback. We know that they're kind of, whether he's the true number two or not, we know that they're rotating a lot of things there. I feel like he got the most non-Jordan Love snaps and, and he did something with him. So now in terms of one of ones or one on ones, the puzzling thing for me here is when you look at the pass rush drill, the offensive line is doing really well in the pass rush drill, like standing up the defense a lot. But then when we get to team reps, the offensive line isn't doing as well, and Love is constantly under pressure. And I'm not sure where exactly that disconnect occurs. So just something to think through, unless the only thought that I have, and I know this is, feels like a poison pill to say, but maybe the scheme defensively is working because if the offensive line is proving superior in one-on-one -on -one situations and yet in team settings, the defense is winning and getting pressure, might that be a scheme thing? Something to bear in mind. So the notable results of the one-on-one -on -one specific things that I want to talk about, I'm going to give you all the starters and then also a few of the supplemental players. First of all, Devontae Wyatt, dude looks poised for a big big season. I mentioned the other day about him against some of the depth O-line was just kind of laughable. Like he just barreled right through like it was no problem. Well, today he went against John Runyon Jr. And again, he had one of those snaps that just like made everyone, their eyes and ears just kind of perk up as to who was that? What just happened? Because he barreled right through John Runyon Jr. And then on rep two, it started out the same way, but it, he wasn't able to finish. So Devontae Wyatt is looking great, folks. Um, tons of pressure from him. We had also had Kenny Clark against Elton Jenkins, one of the more fun matchups. Two of the best on the planet at their positions. Kenny Clark, ultimately, though, I feel as though Elton Jenkins won all three reps because Kenny Clark, while he did get pressure, never completely was able to get out of Jenkins' grip. 
Beyond that, Slayton versus Myers. I think Myers beat Slayton on both of them in spite of strong step from Slayton. Preston versus Zach Tom. I think Zach Tom won both of them in rather impressive fashion. Preston just kind of getting stood up multiple times. And then Justin Hollins versus Yash, which I think Hollins won realistically one of them. I think Yash won the other rep. In terms of some of the notables, though, I mentioned that Sean Ryan's a player of the day, and here's why. The other day, Kobe Wooden and Sean Ryan faced off five times in this drill, and Sean Ryan won all five reps. Today, they matched up three times, and Sean Ryan won all three reps. And this is not due to a lack of effort from Kobe Wooden. This is not due to his moves not being effective. This is just due to Sean Ryan blocking him in a very simplistic way. It's working. 8-0 against Kobe Wooden. It's been impressive as of late. Caleb Jones, I believe, was against Keyshawn Banks. I couldn't really see. The individual had very long hair that covered up all of the pertinent details along the back. <laughs> so, um, But Caleb Jones stood up his individual. Caleb Jones won both of those reps. And I'm talking, when I say stand up, basically means that the defender comes in pursuit of the offensive lineman, right? Takes their first step. And the offensive lineman has them in their grips and just stands them up, like rep over. Not a lot more pushing or like maybe there's a little bit of shoving, but they're not gaining any more ground. Caleb Jones is very effective at that today. Lucas Van Ness, the first round pick of the Green Bay Packers. His first step and his speed and power blend is truly remarkable. And it was on display today. There was one rep he was going against Luke Tenuta where his first step, I'm fairly certain he was already around the corner from Tenuta before Tenuta was even fully up out of his stance. It was eye-opening and another one of those moments that made the whole crowd go "Ooh, that was cool the other one though luke tenuta i think ultimately won that rep because that time the first step didn't work and venice eventually lost his footing uh in terms of brenton cox i know we got some questions about him he wound up having four reps in this drill two against telford two against tenuta i felt as though he went one of two against each one of them and his speed is apparent there's no doubt about that that's what makes him a quality pass rusher but if his speed doesn't work, then he gets held up. And so really, like, like we knew when the Packers signed him as a UDFA, the development of secondary moves is very important for Bretton Cox, and I just haven't seen them to this point yet in camp. In terms of the pass-catching one-on-ones, uh, I did not get much of that. So this is kind of a summary of things that I saw other people report on. Uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, apparently looked very good against Keandre Thomas with what Andy Herman referred to as an ankle breaker. Uh, Bo Melton went against Keyshawn Nixon a few different times, uh, one time getting the best of him, another time getting a drop, uh, or I should say having a drop. Yeah, that's better. Uh, Valentine had a pass breakup. Douglas had a pass breakup. Um, and then I saw a full-on conversation across multiple people about Luke Musgrave. And while I didn't get to see this for myself, the conversation all seemed to stem around Luke Musgrave in one-on-ones is just straight up unfair. And I believe it. I mean, that's you want to talk about size, speed, and power out of a tight end. That's the definition of Luke Musgrave. So not really surprising that he would be very tough to beat in a one-on-one -on -one matchup. But apparently he did quite, quite well in that regard. So I do want to give you a recap of the two-minute and four-minute drills. Love, I'm going to give you a play-by-play. -play. The others is just more of a highlights, let's say. And then I'm going to round it out by talking about the viewer requests that you've been giving me as of late in a slightly different format. So the two-minute drill from Jordan Love that ultimately didn't result in a touchdown but came oh, oh, so close. First down, 
Love to Dobbs, 12-yard gain. First down again. Love to somebody? I mean, it was either an overthrow to Christian Watson or an underthrow to Jaden Reed. I think it was an overthrow to Watson, but it was across the middle of the field, and there was just carnage in the middle of the field. There were bodies all over, uh, members of the secondary there. I mean, that's not a ball you throw unless you are certain that your intermediate receiver's coming down with it, and um, mm-mm. Mm-mm. That one was not pretty. Uh, so then we got to second down. Love drops back, evades pressure, throws to Watson. Very, very reminiscent of the 60-yard touchdown pass from the other day. However, this one was about 42 yards, probably about 40 of them in the air. Watson has a step on his man. Ball drops into the basket. Watson goes down to the ground, and the ball pops out on the ground. Watson wasn't able to complete the catch through, but a beautiful pass from Jordan Love. Uh, third down, Love incomplete to Dobbs. He just led Dobbs a little bit too far. Fourth down, this is what I mentioned earlier. It was fourth and 10, and Jordan Love tucked that ball down and ran. Now, this was not a planned run. This was a scramble. He was evading pressure and took off, and it worked. Gained about 12 yards for the first down. When was the last time we in Green Bay saw a fourth and 10 and a quarterback get it all by his lonesome? It has been a little bit, and that was, that was exciting. First down, handoff to Patrick Taylor. Second down, love to Bo Melton. Yeah, Bo Melton. Bo Melton getting some snaps with the one. So love to Bo Melton for a 12-yard gain and a first down. Uh, first down again, love to Musgrave. Curl about eight yards. Second down, love to Dylan. Just a few yards. Uh, and then first down, spike. Second down, love to read pass breakup by Owens. This was, again, not exactly an advised throw. Could have been picked by Owens if he was in a better spot. And then third down, five seconds left, ball on the 20. Love takes the snap, rolls, and it's a quality throw because he's he's rolling out. And like we know with scramble drill, the receivers are just told, like, just get into an open pocket. Find a soft spot in the defense, right? And Samari Toure did. So Love, as he's rolling out, delivers the ball to Toure, but the ball gets there a little too late. Toure's not quite open enough. Whatever, nonetheless, seventh-round pick out of Iowa State, Anthony Johnson Jr. getting a rare snap at the ones, comes barreling over, knocks down Toure as the ball is getting there, and it falls incomplete. Now, going on to the other drills, uh, two-minute drill for Clifford. Some highlights here. Emmanuel Wilson was trucking some fools because Emmanuel Wilson had about a 25-yard run where he was running right through people. And like I mentioned earlier, today was a bring them down day. Well, most of the day they were tackling like 30 to 50% of effort, right? For these two and four minute drills, they were actually trying to bring dudes down to the ground and Emmanuel Wilson proved tough to bring them down. And then Goodson with a gorgeous 40 yard cutback run for the touchdown. That was a high quality run. I don't care what depth it was against. I don't care if he was lining up against middle schoolers. It was a beautiful run and his speed was on display. Uh, Magoo running a two-minute drill. He did have a play-action pass to Jadakiss Bonds. Very nice pass to put it right where only Bonds was going to get it. High-quality play. Probably would have been for a first down, but there was also some bad. Magoo rolled out to the right, evading pressure, and in his best Brett Favre impression, didn't have his feet set, didn't have really room to complete his throwing motion, and nonetheless just launched it. Uh, realistically, it should have been picked by Tree Carpenter, but... It wasn't. Carpenter's hands got in the way of himself. But this is kind of a habit from Magoo. And it's one of the things that makes him so exciting as a prospect because 
that improvisation, that willingness to step out of convention. One of the things that made Wisconsinites fall in love with by far, right? But we also see that it leads to negatives sometimes. And this was one of those instances. It should have been a turnover. But you see why people are enamored with him. Like, there's no doubt about that. It's just this was a poor decision. And then again, Clifford, on a different two-minute drill, this is the second of his touchdowns, passed to Tucker Kraft, got stopped at the goal line, in spite of Kraft insisting that he crossed the goal line. Um, and then he found Malik Heath for the touchdowns. And on that drive, he scattered to all the different receivers. So very, very well done. Now, just a couple position battle things to address all of your things. These are the ones that are notable today. Uh, first of all, Melton and Heath continue to battle it out for wide receiver six. As I mentioned, Melton got a couple snaps with the ones. I do think that that's notable. Um, so Melton continuing to have a great camp in spite of one, maybe two drops today. Um, Nichols, yeah, Lou Nichols. I thought this was very interesting. Aaron Jones for a stretch. Probably was just cramping up. We saw him kind of leave action for a bit and just stretch a lot and that kind of thing. Probably was just cramps with the heat. Lou Nichols is the one who got all of the snaps with Aaron Jones gone. Interesting. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And then beyond that, uh, Dumagoo, he had a very nice run stop today. I can finally say something about Adumagoo. Uh, stopped a run and picture proof. He is actually there. I didn't see him do too much else. Carl Brooks, as I mentioned already, got probably about three, two, three disruptions in some of the later string uh, drills. So that was very, very promising to see. Caleb Jones, there's something very, very interesting about Caleb Jones. He wound up getting more coaching in individual offensive line drills than I think the rest of the offensive line combined. Luke Butkus spent so much time with him. And I'm not like it didn't look to be like super intensive bellowing him out, right? But there's obviously a coaching emphasis there. And Butkus really was spending time with him. So ultimately, end of the day, up and down practice, scattered results, but the offense did win the day as defense had to do up and downs for the first time this camp. Oh, you know the offensive players are relieved about that. I am relieved to be done with this and go inside now, where it's not 90 degrees. So thanks so much for joining me on Lombardi Time Brews. Uh, probably this weekend, I am going to go to family night on Saturday night, but it's going to be a late night. I'm going to be there with some friends. So I will probably be putting out a recap on Sunday morning for that. And then Monday, only one practice next week, as the Packers eventually head off to Cincinnati to play the Bengals in their first preseason game. Thanks so much for joining me here on Lombardi Time Brews. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And as always, go Pack Go.